Today we have Ian Pulver, the CEO, founder of the Will Sports Group, which is uh, willsportsgroup.com. Uh, Ian's uh, got a long resume. Uh, he's been around the NHL for a very long time. Uh, he was with the NHL Players Association for what seems like forever, but I think it was like 15 to 16 years before um, uh, uh, going into the agent business himself. Uh, and uh, we have... Uh, we have Ian on the line. Ian, thank you very much for spending some time with uh, the readers of Sports Illustrated and the Hockey News. Hi, Graham. Thanks for having me on your show and uh, appreciate it and uh, look forward to uh, covering some interesting topics. Well, Ian, uh, first of all, um, I've known you for a long time. We've known each other for a very long time, and uh, you've always been uh, the person that I feel is quite candid. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and um, uh, feel free to uh, uh, let our uh, listeners and readers know what uh, is on the mind of you and players. But uh, before I do that, I wanted to ask you how your employees are doing, your staff, your team, the people that work for you. How are they all doing and are they working from the office or are they working from home? How are they doing? Uh, yes, um, you know, they're doing they're doing well. They're all kind of in isolation with their families. Um, um, uh, Dom Deblois has uh, two children and is married, and uh, John Walters, another consultant, is in Ontario. He has four children, married, and so everybody is um, um, doing well. And then we have consultants in Minnesota and Finland. Um, we have consultants um, in, in the Maritimes, and everybody is um, uh, doing as well as they can. Uh, we did our first Zoom call this morning. Um, which was kind of fun and um, new to us, um, and uh, we got a little interaction, and uh, it was great technology, and um, was quite helpful to catch up uh, looking at people. Now, those uh, those of us in the hockey world know you and know a lot of your players, and so on and so forth. But a lot of the people in Sports Illustrated who really don't follow hockey, um, they may not know uh, who you are. Can you share with uh, some of your um, some of the professional athletes that your firm represents currently? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, our uh, you know uh, we have Thomas Shabbat, um, a, def a defenseman in Ottawa, and David Savard in Columbus Blue Jackets. We have two Dallas Star players, Tyler Sagan, Miro Heiskanen. Uh, we had recently traded players. Barkley Goodrow went from the San Jose Sharks to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he joined two other players on Tampa that we have, Carter Verhage and Mitchell Stevens. And then at the deadline, the Anaheim Ducks picked up two other guys that we have, Matt Irwin from Nashville and Andrew Agazzino and uh, so on and so forth. Um, so we have players that hail from uh, Finland, um, from the uh, USA, from Ontario, Quebec, and um, – a bunch of different places. Now, without breaking any confidences, uh, generally speaking, how are your players doing um, from a, because everybody is uh, self-isolated. I believe now the NHL has extended it through April 6th. How are your, and I know you're in daily contact with uh, your, uh, your athletes. How, generally speaking, how are they all coping? Uh, they're, you know, they are coping and uh, hanging in there to the best they can. I mean, we're all in uncharted waters and uh, their outlooks are um, realistic and understanding and 
Our consultants that um, work hand in hand with me are doing a great job staying in touch with our players. And it, there's a trickle down effect, Graham. Like everybody, you know, we start and talk about the pro players, but you know, there's uh, Ontario Hockey League players, Quebec Major Junior Hockey players, USHL players. Um, there are some college players that we advise and it trickles down even to the um, midget AAA loop in Quebec or the minor midgets um, in Ontario that are getting ready for their OHL drafts. And there's a lot of like uncertainty and questions and there's players that, um, for example, just finished their OHL careers that are overage unrestricted free agents or college seniors graduating and um, wondering what's going to happen to them. Uh, we have a player that graduate is graduating in May who played NCAA and he's from uh, Russia and he's staring a, a student visa in the, in the face. And um, so he doesn't know whether he's going to be able to stay in the country or not until he gets signed and, a lot of uncertainty, but I think also a lot of realism to know that, you know, they're all doing okay under the circumstance. Well, you bring up a great point, Ian. You know, we all focus on the professional NHL player, but a large part of what you do and what your firm does is work with the families and the players in the minor leagues uh, to try to get them to the NHL. Um, but a lot of advising goes on and a lot of work goes on in, uh, in working with the family. So it's nice that you touched upon that because I would imagine there's a ratio of 10 to 1, how many, you know, that are not in the NHL that versus uh, in the NHL that you deal with on a, on a monthly basis. How are the parents doing? What, what, do, you talk, what do you talk to with the parents? Um, well, you know, the parents, for the most part, you know, are more heavily involved in the infancy of the journey of a player who is aspiring to play junior or college or pro. Um, some parents stay on board and then they hand uh, all the way right through until the player's 35 years old. Other parents will leave it to their um, sons to kind of develop the relationship with the consultant, but you know, they're for the most part, they're like any parent of a university student or any parent of um, uh, 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 someone working in, 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 in a vocation. Um, so it's, it's across the board in that department. You know, we, we take all the calls and return all the calls and um, do our best to provide the information um, but we know as much as the next person and there's a lot of wonderment and hope that this will soon end, but, um, you know, flow of information is, is what we're good at. Now, I want you to put your, your PA hat on that you wore for 15 years. Um, and I want you to think about the testing positive of, I think there was three NHL players who've tested positive, uh, two in Ottawa, one in Colorado, and again, without breaking any confidences, um, what what do the players think on a collective basis? Not just your uh, your own players, but collectively, what do you think is going through the minds of players now when three of their own 
brothers uh, have tested positive? Well, you know, I, I think it's the same thing as if um, a brother or a sister or a family member or, an, uh, uh, you know, an older family member or just Joe Citizen that they don't know. I think that the unknown is, is bothersome to everybody. And uh, I think this has really caught the attention of everyone. Players are just like anybody else. And um, they're, uh, the hockey player is a special breed. They all care for each other. And I think that they would want those three guys to, um, you know, have a speedy recovery and hope that their health returns and they're fine. Um, I don't think they're scared in any way. Um, you know, maybe teammates of those players in Ottawa um, are kind of being extra careful and searching out tests. Um, but I don't think outside of the ordinary course of thoughts, they're feeling any different. Well, you know, today we have a new reality where um, a disease or a, or a virus in a faraway country can wreak havoc around the world. And this is sort of a rude awakening for everyone, including players. Do you think that this is now in the psyche of players when they think about the Olympics in China in 2022 and, you know, their precautions that they should take or do they want to go or do they not want to go? What, what impact does this or might this have on the desire of some NHL players to participate in the Chinese, the China Olympics in 2022? That's a good question. I mean, I, I think that the psyche of the players are, will be that if it's safe and, you know, a world health and the CDC and, you know, the governments, um, you know, uh, their nations all sign off on it. They're going to want to play. Um, hockey players are trusting uh, individuals and they'll want the information, the education. Uh, a lot will fall on the shoulders of the National Hockey League Players Association to um, do their homework for their players to have them endorse participation. And if they get that endorsement, then uh, players will probably be excited to play in an Olympics again if it's negotiated that they can go. You know, the NHL caused uh, or paused the NHL season on March 12th, and then subsequently all other leagues paused right afterwards pretty much. Recently, the KHLs canceled their season. The ECHLs canceled their season. Uh, and the World Championships, uh, WHF World Championships, have also canceled that as well. Um, the NHL is, has not canceled the rest of the season, yet they're still waiting. Do you think that with the other cancellations that have taken place in the recent weeks that the NHL is pondering the cancellation of the season, or do you think that um, it's still a wait and see? Uh, I think it's a wait and see. I think that... Um... I think that the league office, um, I think that owners, I think that players, um, if there is a possibility to play, will want to play. Um, you know, like you, I've heard that, you know, there has been some discussion about possible play as late as July and August. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that flow from that whether TV can do cover it. 
um, whether buildings can schedule it. Um, I think that they want to hand out the Stanley Cup, and I believe that they're in a wait-and-see approach. I think the recent cancellation of the Olympic Games um, in the summer may have um, been a blessing in disguise um, if um, for TV if um, you know there's a possibility of return to play. Um, so I really feel that um, they're they're going to wait as long as they can and not uh, cancel until they're either told to by government officials who may make it impossible to play. Um, but, you know, when you strip it all down, I think that the league office, the NHLPA, um, are, will be cognizant and respectful um, to put the health of club officials and players alike first and foremost, and more importantly, the fans and the public. So, um, you know, I guess time will tell. Uh, you know, you've been uh, known to represent like uh, a lot of international players. You mentioned Finland, Russian players earlier on. Uh, you have an international view of uh, the, the game that a lot of people don't have. What are you seeing around the world? What's your sense of uh, what's going on in the hockey industry around the world? Like against the backdrop drop of the pandemic or just generally speaking on the international scene? Well, I think first in this current environment, I think would be probably more relevant to uh, the, the readers. They're probably wondering right now more than ever before, we know that there's no NHL here. We know there's no NHL hockey here. What's it like around the world? What's it like uh, in Finland and, and Russia? What are they going through? So the Finns are doing um, are going through what we're going through: social isolation, um, and um, you know they're and and what they're waiting. Um, everything in Liga got shut down. All their World Championships, and then U18. U20, um, you know, there could be or not a tournament here in Plymouth, Michigan for the U20. So, I mean, they're in, just like your your um, listeners are holed up in isolation in their homes, um, just like the players are in um, North America, the same thing back for the Finns. You know, our Finns, uh, Otto Leskinen and Nicholas Almari and Miro Heiskinen, they all flew back from their uh, NHL and AHL towns. Uh, Jesse Yalonen, who just recently signed too, um, they're back. Um, three of them are in Espo, Finland, and um, they have, they're doing their own private workouts. Um, I don't know if the rules are exactly the same. I think they can have small group workouts there which right now are prevented here. When I say small groups, I think no more than four is my understanding. And um, they're, they're waiting. Um, uh, I just hung up yesterday with Igor Larionov, my former partner in this business, and he called me and he was out for a late night walk. Um, you know, uh, Igor is quite the um, workout aficionado and still in tremendous shape and he was out for a walk and he said that he's never seen, you know, downtown Moscow, the Red Square area, um, as quiet as, as um, he's seen it and he said that there's a complete shutdown over there and um, 
I had a player, Ryan Murphy, who played in uh, Nip the Chemic, um, whose season ended at the end of um, the first round of the playoffs and was luck- lucky to come home. Uh, he got back to um, Ontario and he's in, 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 in self isolation with his family. And um, so it's, it's, it's quiet all over. Hockey is silent. Um, before we go uh, for today, I'm, uh, last question I have for you is how are you and your family managing through all this? How are you, you know, how are you and, you know, your, your direct and uh, indirect family doing personally? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's um, obviously for everybody, it's different. Um, we have uh, two, two of our twins are, are back and they're all doing their online university and our eldest is, is here too. And everybody's healthy and patiently getting through this and, um, you know, um, hunkered down and um, enjoying our, our time together the best we possibly can, just like everyone else. And um, so I should ask you the same thing. How, how are you doing in your family? I think I think the answer you just gave is the answer that I would give and probably millions of people around the world would give. We're all hunkered down. We're all taking care of each other. We're, we're spending more time together. Uh, and uh, <laughs> But in your case, I think you're actually busier than I am and busier than most people because you're not just dealing with the normal business that you're not dealing with. But uh, this is um, a time where a lot of your clients have a lot of questions and you're probably on the phone twice as much as you are normally. Yeah, um, well, you know, it's it's been busy. Um, I believe that the industry quietly is, um, you know, humming along, doing some business for um, college players, European players, answering questions of, of their own players that they represent. Um, and the agents are and on the phone with the NHL Players Association getting updates and um, the same I've heard from a lot of NHL teams, uh, they continue to do conference calls with their amateur scouts, their pro scouts, their training staff. I do know that training staffs around the um, NHL are checking in with players to see if they have any questions, checking on their health, checking out on their workout routines. So the phone lines are buzzing uh, quietly, respectfully, um, against the backdrop of um, these uh, uncertain times. Ian, I'd like to leave it with uh, you there. Um, Ian Pulver with the Will Sports Group, willsportsgroup.com. Uh, Ian, thanks for your time and uh, be well. Thank you, Graham, and uh, you be well, too.